Hello everyone, welcome to episode 610 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. This year's featured acts include Stabbing Westward, Cold Cave, Front 242, Severed Heads, KMFDM, Ogre, and more. For the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Sunday Metro performer Bram de Klerk. This is Pankow. Rap, rap, rap. 
I know Maurizio for next year. We will know each other for 10 years. So uh, I think it was the end of 2008 that we met through my previous band. And yeah, then we just started talking and... Uh, the, I, I, of course, I knew Penko, uh, most of it from Constant Wahnsinn. But uh, yeah, when I was like 19 years old, uh, I really was not like Constant Wahnsinn. When every time I heard the song, I was like a little bit mixed feelings about it, to be honest. So I'm just being very straightforward here. <laughs> Um, but um, also from that age, I started to listen more to, to industrial music more and more. It became gradually, I started to yeah listen more to the experimental early EBM stuff. Like that, I started to appreciate it more. And then especially when I started to sing it myself, with my position, I really had to get into the skin of someone else and try to understand the songs before you bring them, because I did not want to change the project or to say, yeah, now I am the singer, so I'm gonna sing the songs like this and that, uh, because this is my way of doing it. I always felt it very important that, uh, okay, although I put something from myself in it, I cannot, I think it's impossible to avoid that, but I wanted to do it as genuine as possible. So. When I started to learn the songs, I also started to understand the music much better. I have to say that I really became a, a big, bigger fan once I started to do it than before. And to go a little bit further on that, I think that is also something that went a bit away with the audience that we have today. Uh, I think that the earlier fans, they really wanted to get into the music and they read the lyrics and they were uh, trying to understand what we are doing. Nowadays, when people listen to music, it goes a little bit away. Uh, and that is also things, reactions that we get uh, after performances, we, because we also show the lyrics while we perform. Every time there are tons of people who said, ah, yeah, I actually, I did not knew that song was about that. Very interesting, very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like that, it's really, I think Panko is really a project that uh, you cannot understand the band if you listen to the music alone. You really have to search a little bit further and then you will actually see what it is all about. And also... Yeah, I don't know if there is a real message, but you will also get the little bit, yeah, a bit revolting, anarchistic, not really political, but more anti-political views. The questions that are also asked by the older lyrics of Alex and the newer lyrics, he still does. Um, it is really important to understand that, and then you will also understand the music, really. Yeah, that is also what happened with me. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy I discovered it uh, like that, actually. Uh, Are you up in Belgium? Yes, I am. I live in Belgium. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're up in Belgium and the band is down in Italy, how did you end up getting together? Maurizio was living in uh, Lille at the time. It's a, a city in the north of France. Belgium is not very big. If you drive one hour to one side or one hour to the other side, you're always in another country. So it really, uh, it's very small. So 
my connection with Liu is uh, um, 45 minutes I was there. So we rehearsed. It was possible to rehearse every week. Um, and we also did that. And like that, it was quite easy to, to rehearse. Uh, of course, nowadays the situation is a little bit different because Maurizio moved back to Italy, uh, to Florence, to his hometown. We try when we have uh, performances to meet up before to take a couple of days extra just to play together, rehearse together. Uh, also a couple of days afterwards or in between, uh, if it's two weekends, for example, I stay the week, uh, we play together, we rehearse together and like that. We do things now uh, also with the internet. Uh, like, yeah, I think after our conversation, I will also start to record a little bit. Uh, I will record it. I will send it to him. He will send his remarks. I re-record it. It's a little bit different. It's sometimes a little bit difficult, but yeah, it works. Uh, and Alex is even in Australia, so uh, we are still working closely together with him. So it's really a yeah, long-distance relationship, you can call it. Pankow is the only industrial band that I'm aware of, and uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be the first Italian band that plays at Cold Waves. Tell me more about the scene in, in Italy, because I feel like whatever does exist, I don't think it makes the crossover into America. There are, uh, yeah, of course you have uh, Curly and Camera, which is not really industrial, but they have some influences. But you also have bands like Neon that are a bit uh, new wave. From the, the bands that we also meet and see in Italy, most of the time Italian bands, there was quite a big, big is maybe the wrong word, but there were really quite a lot of people who were experimenting with new wave electronic uh, sounds. Um, but yeah, I think Panko was for sure one of the earliest that really bought like, yeah, the, the compact synthesizers. Uh, Maurizio was a big fan of the, the MS series from Cork. And uh, the earliest uh, things were made with that equipment, although they, they experimented with a lot of things. I, I think uh, with Panko, some people saw some um, yeah, interesting things in it. And during the 80s, yeah, it was possible to, to work with some big names in in the scene like Adrian Sherwood and things like that. And of course, when you have these opportunities, you are a bit catapulted in a kind of way. So uh, that was, of course, a very good op opportunity for Panko to, to go a bit further in what they were doing. When the war 
So your last new album came out in 2013. Are you guys working on anything new right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also one of the reasons why we are uh, coming to the States. Um, because we will do a completely new album. The last album was more like a kind of closing in the sense of... Um, so you had Great Minds Against Themselves Conspired. Uh, was the last album that was recorded uh, completely with Alex. So the album that followed uh, and shunned the cure they most desired, uh, it's like the, the, the title of the two albums is normally one sentence. So they fit together. Uh, and so that, the last album, was some leftovers that uh, had to go on the first album, but they had to select. Uh, some things that Maurizio grabbed together. Some things were also completely new, some completely new tracks. Uh, with all of this, then my voice was added. Some tracks were with Alex's voice and stuff like that. It was kind of a search on how to close with the old panko and how to start with the new one. So in that point of view, the new album will really be uh, completely the experimentation is over between brackets. So we decided, okay, this is how we will work. Alex will write the lyrics. Uh, Bram will do the voices. Maurizio makes the music. And this is the new form of Panko. And like that, we will make this album and we hope still a couple of more uh, in the future. You guys have recently also re-released some of the really old stuff on Artifacts Records. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there was Throw Out Right back from 1983, uh, and there's Time, which has some really old and, and actually never released tracks. Were you involved <clears throat> with re-releasing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was... Uh, so. We, well, it was me and Maurizio, so we, we talked to the label, uh, we, because um, why we did this is because there was actually a very big demand for these things already for a very long time. And uh, Jacek from um, Artifact, uh, one of the first things he said, look, I want to work together with you, but I really, 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 really want to re-release the, the first cassette you made, and maybe something else. Uh, so it was a good starting point to work together with the label, to learn to know each other. Uh, then he also said, yeah, you know, these early, early tracks, I would also be interested in that. So he said, yeah, okay, we can take a look at it. And yeah, uh, it went very, very fluent. We are very happy with the communication with the label itself. Uh, they really work. We really work closely together with them, and they, uh, we with them, and they with us, to to make these things happen. Also with the new album, uh, really good communication. We, yeah, it's really great to to work like that. Uh, so we, yeah, we were really happy to to re-release that. Uh, I also think it's sometimes re-releases give you a mixed feeling because it gives you like okay. Uh, the band does not know what to do next, but uh, that's why we we also hesitated because in the last 10 years, these questions came a lot to re-release some stuff, uh, but we really were very hesitating to do that. But yeah, once you get so much demand for it, it's not really a question that we were not busy with new stuff. So we really decided like, okay, if people want these things, 
why not? You know, uh, we are still doing new stuff, and it could be good to yeah make some publicity for for the new album too. Have you toured in the U.S. with Pankhouse since you joined? Since I joined, no. The, the last tour in uh, the U.S. was in the nineties, uh, on when Panko was also on Wax Tracks. It's so incredible. I think we will do nine or ten concerts on 13 days so it will be uh very heavy but uh yeah i think for a band like panko to do 10 concerts in the states is really a very good thing during the last 10 years too we had a lot of questions of fans in the states from organizations in the states too uh to come play but one concert is just impossible to come from europe for one concert is really impossible like I said, everything fits together to do it now. We are all super excited uh, to come do this. Uh, I hope that everybody who wants to see Panko comes to see them if they play a little bit close. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just uh, very excited to serve the fans for what they have been waiting sometimes for so long. Uh, when we announced that we were going to tour, uh, we got so many emails from people who said, yeah, it was uh, the last time when you came in the 90s, I missed you. But now I already kept the date free, so I will definitely come. Yes, this is a dream come true. So I hope uh, that, that we will not disappoint and give them the uh, yeah, a night to remember. Let's put it that way.
On this episode, you heard Sickness Taking Over, Crash and Burn, and Me and My Ding Dong. Pankow can be found at facebook.com slash pankowband. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Tom Ellard from Severed Heads. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, fallen Chicago musician and sound man Jamie Duffy. Here's Jamie's mom, Pat Duffy, a.k.a. Mama Kid, sharing an early acumen incident. I get the story secondhand from Jamie, and he tells me how, and I don't know where in Texas they were, that, you know, they'd had a gig, and... So they were all tired. They had their duffel bags, you know, and they had duffel bags with beer and duffel bags with clothes. And, hey, we get to take a shower. We have a hotel room. And so they, you know, get into the hotel room, and pretty soon, you know, the door busts in and, you know, guns are blazing, and everybody on your knees. And so they get on their knees, and they're yelling, where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? And it's my understanding. Ethan pointed to a bag and said, it's over there. It's over there. And they open it up, and and they find, you know, like a quarter of an ounce of weed. And they're like, no, where's the stuff? Where's, where, and they're like, that, that is it. And they're looking around in the bags, and they're like, what's in it? And they were like, what's in these duffel bags? And it's beer. Some Somebody at the hotel or at the motel that they were staying at saw a bunch of long-haired guys carrying a bunch of duffel bags in, and they looked kind of scruffy and thought, aha, drug dealers. They're like, this is ridiculous, and they, they go to leave, and somebody piped up, aren't you going to take the weed with you? And they're looking at him, no!